Welcome to The Leader's Edge with hosts Steve Steele and Ernalita DeCumos. Lean in and learn the tangible tools that can help you achieve your personal leadership growth goals. Now, here are Steve and Ernie. Hey everyone, welcome to The Leader's Edge, your path to personal and leadership growth. I'm Steve Steele with my co-host Ernie DeCumos. If you're an entrepreneur, a new emerging leader, or even a seasoned leader, and you're seeking to dive into personal growth to improve your mindset or learn more about leadership skills, this show is for you. But first, I want to thank, take time to thank all of our listeners for being here and tuning in with us each and every week. We are so grateful to have you, and this show would not be possible without you. Well, hello there, Ernie. How are you doing today? Hi, partner. Hi, everyone. This is your co-host, Ernie Odokumas. I, I am doing great. Uh, before we get started, partner, do we want to remind our listeners of our exciting news that we're having pretty yeah, soon? Yeah, let's do it, Ern. Let's do it. All right. We're doing a mastermind. <laughs> we're doing a mastermind that's coming, what, March 5th? Yep. Yep, that's right, Ernie. Folks, get ready to unlock your leadership potential and take your career to new heights with our upcoming leadership event, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership Masterclass Mastermind. It's going to be a five-week journey exploring John C. Maxwell's timeless masterpiece. And guess what? Ernie, myself, and the incredible Carolina Zuniga will be your hosts. Yes, together we will dive into four amazing laws from the 21 laws, providing you with practical insights, real-world examples, and actionable strategies. Mark your calendars for this event starting on March 5th, every Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 8 p.m. on the East Coast. It's going to be engaging, interactive, and empowering. Whether you're a seasoned executive, aspiring manager, or simply looking to enhance your leadership abilities, this masterclass mastermind is tailor-made for you. Yep. So contact us at pathtoleadership at gmail.com to join us on this exciting five-week event. I'm just going to correct that. That's path, path to leaders edge at gmail.com. And by the end of this journey, you'll emerge as a more confident, influential, and dynamic visionary leader. I got you, partner. Well, thank you, Ernie. So don't miss out on this life-changing experience. Enroll now and join us on March 5th for this transformative journey. Together, let's take your leadership skills to unprecedented heights. Join the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership Masterclass and Mastermind today. All right, partner, let's transition back to the radio show. Take it away, Ernst. All right. Before we get started, I encourage our live listeners to call us at 866-472-5790 as we interview our amazing guest today. And feel free to ask him a question on just call us at 866-472-5790. Are you excited for today? Yeah, partner? I'm excited, Ernie. Oh. I am, but I'm kind of like uh, I'm like all over the place today for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Why. <laughs> it is kind of fun. I enjoy these days when it just kind of like rolls with it, right? So, Ernie, <laughs> yeah. we have an amazing guest today. So why don't you tell us a little bit about him? Yes. Actually, our guest today is not a stranger to anyone, especially not ours. Dr. Cameron Jackson, this is his second episode or second segment or, wow, I can't talk too, second episode on The Leader's Edge. We had him before and he taught us about the Clear C-L-E-A-R Roadmap to Success. But let me let me share more about Dr. Cameron Jackson. He is the founder and CEO of Aramis Leadership, a scaling up master business practitioner and an executive leadership coach, author, and speaker. He helps both seasoned and emerging leaders and their teams with personal and professional growth through coaching and consulting on the practical application of proven leadership methods and business practices. In addition to successfully launching and scaling up a Scaling up several businesses, he has led consulting projects for logistical operations of Air Force One's Air Force. I can't talk anymore. Of Air Force One at Andrews Air Force Base in Washington D.C. Cameron has a doctorate in executive leadership as well as master's degree in public administrator administration and leadership, and a master's degree in international relations. <laughs> 
He enjoys spending time outdoors, living in North Carolina with his family, studying and practicing his faith and serving others. He'll never turn down, though, a good cup of coffee. Please join us in in welcoming Dr. Cameron Jackson. Dr. Cameron, how are you today? (laughs) Hey, everyone. Uh, Thank you for that introduction, Ernie. I'm, I'm very excited to be back on The Leader's Edge. I love sharing today's topic with leaders and teams. It's it's definitely something most organizations struggle with, um, something that really limits their effectiveness as a team. Um, and so love talking about this because I think it's something that so many people need help with. So, so today I'm gonna share with our listeners the extremely important topic of rhythms and huddles. And I know um, some people are like, what is that? Is that like a dance move? This is a radio show, but- um, <laughs> Yeah. So well, specifically- uh, I'm sorry, Steve. You're yeah, so, t- so today it's like we're dancing all over the place anyway, right? So that's, that's perfectly okay. fine. It's going to work just perfect. Yeah, it's, it's keeping our listeners on their toes. Yeah. <laughs> so when 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 we um, when we talk about rhythms and huddles, um, we're talking about meeting rhythms, and so people often cringe when they hear that, right? Mm-hmm. But what we're going to share with you today um, is shared with tens of thousands of organizations around the world and these organizations that use what we're going to share with you today they're outpacing their competition so you definitely want to listen you can apply this to your personal life through reflection or you can apply it in your business or you can apply it in government higher education any industry this is going to help you Um, if you want to follow up with what we're sharing with you on the show today um, a lot of what i'm sharing with you comes from a book um, that I studied when I was becoming a master business practitioner, and it's called Scaling Up, and it's Mastering the Rockefeller Habits, and that book is by Vern Harnish. So again, Scaling Up, I I love the book. So many really great business practices in there. So uh, I I mentioned, you know, this can apply to your personal life as well as your professional life. So Mm -hmm. many of us know we need healthy routines in our life. To be effective at anything we need healthy routines in our life to be effective leaders we need a good rhythm to establish a healthy pulse for our organization so this is what pumps life giving oxygen into your efforts and helps you to effectively address the number one issue in most organizations and i know you're all thinking it in its communication so mm-hmm. this this meeting rhythm that we're going to share with you today is going to support what we call cascading communication. And it's going to help to ensure transparency of your organizational priorities, making sure you're mm-hmm. working on the right things at the right time through all levels of your organization, not just the C-suite, not just the managers, but everyone from, you know, that ivory tower that so many people cringe at all the way to the front line where the work's getting done, right? Yes. Everybody's going to have a clear understanding of what's going on. Okay, but Dr. Cameron, let's just let me just kind of ask a, a couple questions here. First of all, you know, we all have been in those meetings, right? And we all have had meetings that we've had to go to, but why do some people just cringe at the thought of just going to another meeting? I know that there are times I do when I have to go to another meeting, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I could be doing something so much more, or I could read it in an email. Why, why, why is it they cringe so much? Uh, I, meetings aren't run effectively and the right agenda isn't in place. There are a variety of reasons. You know, it depends on what's going on in that organization. But the two typical reasons why people don't like the meetings that they have to go to, they feel that it's a waste of their time, is uh-huh. the person leading the meeting hasn't been trained as an effective meeting facilitator. There's an art and a science to it. Um, and mm. they just don't, they, they might not have the right agenda for the team that they're working with. And agendas matter as well. That is so true. That is, I, I, I agree. A lot of times when I conduct the meetings, I feel like it's also a waste of time. And how do we get, you know, our team members to even attend the meetings with that, with that mindset that, oh, it's, it's not going to help me get the work done. So Dr. Cameron, please um, educate the, us on this. Cause when, when we learned about this content, we're like, oh, I love the concept of it. So by all means, please take over. 
Yeah, sure. So, I mean, there's a rhythm that you need to have in your organization. And there, there are a lot of different meetings people can go to, which is part of the challenge, right? They feel like they can't get their work done because they're in so many meetings. Mm-hmm. But typically, really successful organizations have what's called a daily huddle, or sometimes it's called a stand-up meeting. And then most organizations have a weekly meeting. And then you have your monthly managers meeting, which is a half day to a full day working meeting where you're focusing on one or two really big issues that you're just having a challenge with. Then you have your quarterly review. And then fifth, you have your annual strategic planning meeting. Those are the typical five meetings. Today, I'm going to focus in um, mostly on the daily huddle and depending on time, maybe a little bit about the weekly meeting. So I mentioned a little bit before, so many people cringe at even hearing the word meeting because they often walk away feeling like it was a waste of their time and they could have been getting mm. something, some other important task done with that precious bit of time that they have during the day. So to think of having a daily huddle just blows some people's minds. Um, but what I'm going to share with you today, it, you know, it's not going to really take up a lot of your time percentage wise. So done correctly. Your total weekly meeting rhythm, including your huddles and your weekly meeting, should only take about 10% of a senior leader's time. So if you're a senior leader, you probably work 50 or 60 hours a week. And so you shouldn't be spending more than 10% of your time in meetings. If you're a middle manager or you're at the middle supervisory level, all these meetings shouldn't take up more than 5% of your time and 3% or less of a frontline worker's time. And this includes a well-orchestrated rhythm of daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual meetings. So go ahead, go ahead. So Dr. Cameron, how, how long does it normally last? Sure. So the daily huddle can take between five and 15 minutes. Whether you have a daily huddle with a smaller team of five people or you have a daily huddle with 20 people, you know, that's the range between five and 15 minutes. And you're like, well, how can that many people have a meeting in 15 minutes? Well, we're going to share mm-hmm. that with you today. Yeah, I know that oftentimes when we, when meetings come up, you know, and, and especially your frontline workers, and a lot of times your frontline workers are hourly people. You know, they're on the they're on the clock. So you've got to bring them together. Some are not. Some are, sal- uh, are salary, but a lot of them are hourly people. you got to bring them on the clock. You take 10 people out for a huddle, three minutes in, so you've got 30 minutes of productivity that's gone. And managers look at that. So how can this be effective if you're if you're if if you're if you're eating up productivity time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And we had, when we first jumped on the call with our listeners today, we talked about having the right facilitator, mm. right, and the right agenda. Right? These yes. meetings, the intent of this cadence of this rhythm, these huddles, is to improve communication, clarify expectations review progress and fix issues before they snowball out of control, which all in and of themselves can be even greater time wasters, right? So if, yes. if you have poor communication, you don't know what you're supposed to be working on, you have poor expectations, you're not sure what your metrics are, and issues just keep growing and growing and growing until they get so big, you waste a lot of time trying to fix them when you could have addressed the issue on Monday instead of Friday. I mean, that's really where your time wasters are going to be. And so these huddles help to prevent that. So, and I mentioned the agenda. So during the daily huddle, you want to briefly touch on what each team member might be stuck on. That's one of your agenda items. What are you stuck on? But you don't go through solving the problem in the daily agenda, right? What What are you stuck on? Okay, you team need to get together after this meeting and work on that. Second, you need to provide updates on completed work or work in progress and review your key metrics or your key performance indicators. Everybody has a number. Everybody has a number. And if they don't know what their number is, what their metric is that they're responsible for, that's part of a problem, right? So that's typically your agenda. And this helps you to avoid major issues. It helps you learn of opportunities. helps you to avoid an untimely shotgun blast of emails from everyone on the team all throughout the day. How much of a time sucker emails throughout the day, right? Yes. And then some of the issues that arise from the daily huddle may help drive your weekly meeting, right? If it continues to be an issue throughout the week, metrics are down or you find the same stuck, you know, okay, that's a bigger issue that we need to tackle together as a team during our weekly. 
Now, a key thing to avoid. So if you're somebody on this call who does daily huddles and you think they stink, it's probably because um, <laughs> if do? you don't have the right agenda <laughs> and you don't have the right facilitator, it's because you're being too vague and you're speaking in generalities. That'll kill the daily huddle, speaking in generalities. Be specific. What are you stuck on? What's your metric? And what's your progress? What are you working on in the next 24 hours that other people need to be aware of? Well, I, I, I would love to ask a question, Dr. Cameron. I know we're short on time, but like you mentioned, uh, talk about what you were stuck on, talk about numbers and metrics and uh, details matter. Like what about going over someone's agenda? Does that matter in a meeting? So I'm so glad you asked that. You, no way. You do not want to just go through your calendar for the day. That's I, I keep using this term, a time suck. It's it's sucking the life out of the meeting. It's You're wasting people's time when you just walk through mm. your agenda. Do not do that. Um, yeah, what are the priorities. Yeah, what are the organizational priorities that the team needs to be focused on together? What's your role in that? And what are you working on in the next 25 hours in relation to that priority that other people need to know about and what's your metric in relation to that? And what are you stuck on in relation to that priority that you're all working towards together as a team? Mm. Awesome. Wow. That's a quick segment. It's Ooh, time yeah. for a breather. <laughs> Dr. Cameron <laughs> Jackson introduced the topic of meeting rhythms and the challenge that leaders face to have their team attend these meetings. When we return, we will dive in and the purpose of or actually dive in deeper on the daily huddle and its benefits. Don't forget, if you have any burning questions for Dr. Cameron, feel free to call us at 866-472-5790. We'll be taking a short break and be back before you know it. Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Do you want to grow a team of transformational leaders who can take your organization to the next level? Do you want to attract, retain, and develop top talent? Do you want to leverage generational insights and improve your employees' communication, interpersonal, and productivity skills? If your answer is yes to any or all of these, you are in the right place. Steve Steele and Ernalita DeCumos, hosts of The Leader's Edge, are seasoned coaches and facilitators with Maxwell Leadership Team. They will leverage leadership content, tools, and resources to help turn your leaders into transformational leaders with influence and impact so everyone wins. This highly effective program not only provides the knowledge and skills necessary to lead, coach, and communicate more effectively, but Steve and Ernie have resources available to impact others throughout your organization so that everyone can be led well. So contact us at path to leaders edge at gmail.com and let steve and ernie help grow your organization by creating an influence in which others want to engage ready to unlock your potential and level up your leadership skills tune in to the leader's edge the ultimate radio show that will transform your life join charismatic co-hosts steve Steele and ernalita de Kumos on a journey of personal growth and inspiration hi everyone i'm steve Steele. We will provide you with the tools and strategies to thrive as a leader in all aspects of your life. And this is Ernie. Whether you're a seasoned executive, aspiring entrepreneur, or simply looking to enhance your leadership skills, The Leader's Edge is the show for you. Catch it every Thursday at 11 a.m. PST on the Global Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to elevate your leadership game and experience unparalleled personal growth. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Leader's Edge with Ernalita and Steve. Have a question for these noted experts? Join us on the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Leader's Edge, your path to personal leadership growth. I'm Steve Steele, alongside with my co-host, Ernalita DeCumos, and our great friend and scaling up master business practitioner, Dr. Cameron Jackson. That was a great segment we had before, and it's uh, we were talking about 
meeting rhythms. Now, that's really a kind of a cool way of saying it, meeting rhythms and it's and daily huddles. So, the, you know, we talked about several of those things in the last segment and how you what those look like and how you put that together. But Dr. Cameron, a couple of questions here. <clears throat> how can you ensure that the huddles are actually happening and um, the way that they should be? And I'll follow it up with this one. You can kind of answer both. And what happens if the team is not properly conducting their huddles? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And and quite often they're not. And that's why um, they fall to the wayside or people sometimes think that they end up being a waste of their time is, mm. is you don't, not everybody's a, a, a trained facilitator. They're just not effective at holding these meetings. And so you need to get out from behind your desk and you need to pop in on these different huddles throughout your organization that are happening. So if you're at the C-suite level, you know, pop in on some of your direct reports huddles. You're going to have your huddle at the beginning, you know, with your C-suite, and then they're going to have their huddle with their team and just pop in on their huddle every now and then just to see how it's facilitated and if they're following the proper agenda, talking about the right things. And all the way up to the front lines, you know, where where folks are having these huddles, you know, at the um the lowest level of the organization. So these should be happening all throughout the organization and you should be popping in on these meetings and not facilitating them yourself, um, but just listening and seeing how they're going. And then if they're not going so hot, you know, you come outside of the meeting and it's an opportunity for mentoring and coaching in a positive way to help lift that person up so they can be more effective. Um, like I said, coaching, um, that's a responsibility of all leaders. So coach mm -hmm. the facilitator, outside the huddle, get them back on track if necessary, essentially help them get back on the horse if they fall off. Definitely don't micromanage them, but monitor yeah. them, monitoring and controlling, monitoring and coaching. Um, don't let one team be the weak, weak link in the chain of communication or goal attainment for your organization because their huddles aren't going well. Yeah, I love that, Dr. Cameron. So applying uh, the effective way of of um, conducting daily huddles, how soon can an organization see the improvement in their organizations but based on the experience that you've had? So I think it takes a little while for people to kind of get the hang of it and to really understand what they're supposed to be talking about. It might become hmm. apparent pretty quickly that people aren't sure of what the expectations of them are, or they might not be sure of what metric they as an individual are responsible for. Like I said before, everybody has a number. Mm -hmm. And these, these huddles could bring to the forefront the larger issue of we don't have clearly set expectations for some of our team members. Some of our team members aren't even sure what metrics they're contributing to to the success of our organization. And so as you work through the first few huddles, the first few weeks, if you don't have that information worked out, um, it could be a transitional period for you to get that information to the people on those teams. And then your reporting is going to start coming in. And then you're going to start to see the positive impact of frequent, fast communication on the data that really matters that leaders need to be making decisions. Wow. So, all right. So let me ask this question, Dr. Cameron. How can these meeting rhythms compare to a heartbeat uh, compared to the heartbeat of the organization? How do the how does how it affect that? Yeah, so and, and that's why we titled this show what we titled it, right? You your body, think of your human body, your heart, it, it pumps blood throughout your body. It carries oxygen in that blood to all the different parts of your body to make it work. And these meetings are the same way. The, the meeting rhythm is so important to carry the communication, which is the oxygen of the organization, right? We talked about communication being the biggest challenge in an organization. Communication is the oxygen that feeds the organization. And these daily huddles, you're talking about the right information frequently. You're talking about what are our people stuck on? How do I how can I be a servant leader to get people the resources they need to be successful? whether that's coaching, mentoring, training, or a tool. I don't know, whatever it is that they're stuck on, right? Mm -hmm. We're helping to fix those stucks quickly yeah. so they don't snowball out of control. 
Um, we know what metrics are. And if metrics aren't going the way they're supposed to be going, we know about it daily instead of at the end of the week or the end of the month, or even worse, at a quarterly review. This quick communication, it's the lifeblood of the organization, um, just like blood carrying oxygen throughout your body. We have poor communication, then we have poor or slow decision-making and so on. Clogged arteries. Yeah, clogged arteries. Yeah, that makes That's, a lot of sense. Yeah, very powerful analogy for sure. So we've been talking about the meeting rhythms and, and uh, daily huddles. Dr. Cameron, can you give us like tips and tricks on what a powerful rhythm looks like? Yeah, sure. So I know you mentioned some of it earlier. Yeah. Um, before you dive into your daily huddle, start with the end in mind, right? What I mean by this is you want to draw context from your annual strategic planning meeting, your quarterly reviews, your monthly working meetings to make sure that your organizational strategy and your priorities are informing mm. your huddles, right? So this works both ways. You want the information from the daily huddles to flow back up to inform your weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual meeting. It's like breathing in and out. Remember, mm -hmm. the purpose of this rhythm is to support mm -hmm. cascading communication, both up and down and laterally throughout the organization mm -hmm. and, and your organizational priorities. So inform your huddles from your strategic priorities of the organization from your quarterly goals for the organization? Are the right people working on the right things at the right time and the right teams? And sometimes you just don't know that if you're not getting together and communicating frequently enough. Um, some other tips, um, timing of the daily huddle is important. You need to make sure that you're starting on time. Mm, Whether yes. not, right? Sometimes we wait for people to show up to meetings and that's just, it's, it's not courteous to the people who showed up on time. So start mm -hmm. starting at an odd time is also a good tip. So Ooh, like instead yeah, like of starting that. at eight o'clock, start at seven fifty-three. Right. Or instead of starting at four forty-five, start at four forty-four. And like it's only a five to fifteen minute meeting, so you're going to miss a lot if you're a minute or three late, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So people are more likely to be on time this way. And then talk offline with those people who are consistently late, right? And in a kind way, um, hold people accountable to maintaining a healthy rhythm for the organization. Um, another good tip is kind of where where the huddle takes place, right? Mm -hmm. Just about yeah, anywhere can, can work. Um, but a good tip is to stand up. That's why some people call the daily huddle a stand up. Mm -hmm. Is you don't sit down when you have this meeting. Um, people can dial in to a conference call if needed. You can. I, I see a lot of people use um, all kinds of video conferencing from Zoom to whatever. But really, mm -hmm. you want this to be the least complicated meeting as possible. You don't want to spend five minutes getting technology set up for a meeting that's only supposed to take five to fifteen minutes. Yeah. So keep it simple. Get together, stand there really quick, go around the circle really quick. You know, each person thirty seconds to a minute max to just go through those three agenda items that we talked about. What are you stuck on? What's your metric? What are you working on in the next 24 hours that everybody needs to know about related to our priorities? Um, another tip is who should attend the daily huddle? Um, I, I mentioned briefly before, you have huddles at every level of the organization. So everyone in the organization should be in a huddle. So top level leaders are in a team huddle. And then middle managers with their teams and then frontline managers with their teams. And this all happens very quickly. Um, so everyone can get on with their work, well-informed and working on the right things. And, and this is how information, this is how communication cascades and mm -hmm. individual and team efforts stay in support of our organizational priorities. And this is how issues, um, stucks get communicated and resolved quickly. That's that. That's so important because the fact that <clears throat> keeping that line of communication open. And now, we, did you talk about where the daily huddle should take place? We said it was standing up, but should you do it in a private area? Should you do it in an open area? Where should you actually do do these actually do these daily huddles? Does it really matter? 
um, someplace free of distractions and someplace mm. safe, right? Don't do it in the middle of a corridor <laughs> where a forklift is going to be driving through if you're on the front line. Um, but really, uh, you know, the the title of the book that we we pull this from is called Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. And Rockefeller used to gather with his team and he would walk, right? He would walk. And so you could be out in your organization walking from one building to the next, or if you have a green space or anything like that, you could be in a warehouse. Um, it doesn't matter where, just make sure that it's free of distractions and that it's a safe place. It's a stand up. You, you're just getting together so quickly, literally standing. Um, it doesn't really matter where you do it. Don't do it in the middle of the road, you know? Right, right. I do I do agree. And not in the parking lot where people can drive in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? You're over too. Uh, I have a question, Dr. Cameron. So who should be running the meeting? Um, so you should assign all meetings, not just the daily huddle, to someone mm. who's naturally structured and disciplined. Now, you don't want somebody who's just like, watching the clock and just getting on people and making it like so irritatingly uncomfortable, but you need somebody who's naturally structured and disciplined, but they also have a good demeanor. They know how to facilitate a meeting with grace so that you can run the meeting on time, maintain a good tone to the meeting with your rhythm. You want a good tone and a good rhythm. And this person, they have to know how to say, Hey, good point. <laughs> Um, it would be good for the two of you to take that conversation offline after the huddle, right? They have mm -hmm. to be able to say that. Otherwise, the meeting can drag on outside of the purpose of the meeting. And not all conversations require the, the attention or the time of everyone in the huddle. So you need a facilitator who can help stick to the agenda, stick to time, get everybody back to work, but make sure the right things are being talked about um, as a result of the huddle outside of the huddle. Okay, so you have this huddle going on. And you've, you've got your, let's say you bring eight or 10 people together and the leader is getting ready to start the, the and, he, and there's talking going amongst themselves and people. What do you do in a situation, Dr. Cameron, when you have people who just keep talking when you're trying to deliver the information? I mean, that's just a real thing. People sometimes just keep talking in the huddle. I mean, you can say, you know, I mean, how do you handle that? Well, first off, you said, you set the guidelines, the expectations, rules, you know, if you want to use that term. Um, you set the ground rules for the team. You tell them this is how a huddle works before you do the huddles, right? Mm -hmm. And then if if they're not abiding by that and it's causing your huddle to get off track and you're like, the, come on, people, our huddles are lasting 20, 25 minutes. You need to pull the people aside in private outside of that meeting and you need to talk to them about it. Mm. You don't want to embarrass people in front of the group, right? Right, right. Which makes sense. Dr. Cameron, you mentioned something about weekly huddles. I know we mentioned, uh, we talked about what a huddle or a powerful rhythm looks like. So is it anything different than a daily huddle as well? Yeah, so the weekly meeting, certainly different from the daily huddle. So we, we just wrapped up the daily huddle. So we're going to transition now and talk a little bit about um, one of the other important meetings that are critical to the rhythm, you know, this lifeblood of your organization's communication. And that's the weekly meeting. Mm -hmm. And a lot, this I think this is the meeting most people dread in an organization. Again, is it being facilitated right? And do you have the right agenda? So the first mm -hmm. thing I would say about the weekly is I'm just echoing some of the things from the weekly or the daily huddle. That is have the right person facilitating the meeting and is usually not the leader, right? So have somebody who knows how to lead a meeting. Um, they're structured um, and they know how to have a meeting on time and on the right schedule and they have grace when they do it. The, the, the next absolute most important thing is to have the correct agenda. And I mean, I can share an agenda, a sample agenda with our listeners here, but it, this isn't the agenda, right, that you have right. to have because it, it really depends on what your organization does and what your operations are like. But just I'll walk through what I think is an example of a healthy agenda. So I, I always recommend that teams start out with good news, right? Mm -hmm. It could be personal, it could be professional, 
But starting out your weekly meeting with good news is a healthy habit for the culture of your organization. It, just as an example, it could be something good that happened on your team or you know, having achieved a particular goal towards a, a larger goal for one of your priorities as a team. Or it could be something personal, right? You want to connect with your team and you want your team members to connect with each other to foster that teamwork. And so sharing personal things is an important part. But you want so to could keep it, this brief. So, so could it be? So could it be also good metrics that you've achieved? Yeah, absolutely. But you're going to uh, get to metrics. Yeah. So could, also, could it be recognition? Yeah, and you're going to get to. There's a section in the agenda when you're going to get to recognition. Okay. So it's like, hey, you know, I, my good news today is that my daughter had her baby or something like that, right? Okay. So it doesn't mm. have to be work necessarily work related. Right. It doesn't. So start off your meeting, like spend the first five minutes, just anyone on the team who wants to share good news. And they know it needs to be brief, right? They don't need to go yeah. on and on and on about like some vacation they just came back from. That's not what we're talking about. Um, so you, you'd mentioned, you know, good news about people on the team. So that's another thing. There's a section, it's about five to 10 minutes in your agenda. You want to talk about people, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about gossip, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm, I'm talking about um, something good or somebody who left the team and moved to a different department, right? That's good information mm -hmm. to know. Mm -hmm. Or somebody who retired or somebody who left the organization to go somewhere else. This is important information to share. I didn't know Steve left IT, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, that would be good information to share in a weekly meeting. Um, or it could be, hey, you know, so... I just everybody I want everybody to know, you know, marry one employee of the quarter for our team or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So everybody on the team can then congratulate Mary for her accomplishment. So five to ten minutes on good news, five minutes on good news, five to ten minutes on people. Right. We need to know yeah. and communicate about these things in our organization. Do you want to spend the bulk of your time in your weekly meeting solving using the collective intelligence of the team to solving one or two major issues. This is a time for the team to come together and solve one or two major issues, right? Right. And that's why we have the daily huddles. And we said, sometimes the stucks from the daily huddle can inform the weekly. If mm. you're starting to see a trend with metrics, maybe you could say, okay, we noticed in the beginning of the week, this metric was not going the direction we needed it to be going. Or we noticed in the beginning of the week, these people were stuck on this issue and we didn't get it resolved by Thursday. Mm -hmm. So if you yeah. have your weekly meeting on Friday, you're like, we need to fix that. We're going to use right. our collective intelligence to fix that issue or understand why that metric is not where it needs to be. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, that is definitely beautiful. Um, we will have to take a quick break, Dr. Cameron, but we can continue yeah, uh, the weekly huddle. It, once we come back. So we just talked about the powerful, what a powerful meeting rhythm looks like and how can we, how can it be applied to the daily and the weekly meetings? When we return, we will be diving into how can we apply these concepts to our personal lives? Again, if you have any question, uh, call us at 866-472-5790. Again, that number is 866-472-5790. Stay tuned. We will be right back with more insights on The Leader's Edge. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Do you want to grow a team of transformational leaders who can take your organization to the next level? Do you want to attract, retain, and develop top talent? Do you want to leverage generational insights and improve your employees' communication, interpersonal, and productivity skills? If your answer is yes to any or all of these, you are in the right place. Steve Steele and Ernalita DeCumos, hosts of The Leader's Edge, are seasoned coaches and facilitators with Maxwell Leadership Team. They will leverage leadership content, tools, and resources to help turn your leaders into transformational leaders with influence and impact so everyone wins. This highly effective program not only provides the knowledge and skills necessary to lead, coach, and communicate more effectively, but Steve and Ernie have resources available to impact others throughout your organization so that everyone can be led well. So contact us at path to leaders edge at gmail.com 
and let Steve and Ernie help grow your organization by creating an influence in which others want to engage. Ready to unlock your potential and level up your leadership skills? Tune in to The Leader's Edge, the ultimate radio show that will transform your life. Join charismatic co-hosts Steve Steele and Ernalita DeCumos on a journey of personal growth and inspiration. Hi, everyone. I'm Steve Steele. We will provide you with the tools and strategies to thrive as a leader in all aspects of your life. And this is Ernie. Whether you're a seasoned executive, aspiring entrepreneur, or simply looking to enhance your leadership skills, The Leader's Edge is the show for you. Catch it every Thursday at 11 a.m. PST on the Global Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to elevate your leadership game and experience unparalleled personal growth. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Leader's Edge with Ernalita and Steve. Have a question for these noted experts? Join us on the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to the show. And we're back. So glad to have all of you back tuning into the Leader's Edge. This is Steve Steele. That's my name, alongside with my co-host, Ernlita DeCumos, and our great friend, our Scaling Up Master Business Practitioner, Dr. Cameron Jackson. That was a great segment. We had a lot of talk about, we still talked a little bit about the daily huddles, but we also got into the weekly huddle or the weekly meeting agenda and how that works. So Dr. Cameron, now we know that the, the, the huddles, you taught us that the huddles take about you know, anywhere five, 10 minutes, maybe 12, 13 minutes. But the weekly is a little bit longer. How, what does that look like? Yeah, typically it's about 60 minutes. Oh, okay. It, and it really depends on the team, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you don't want to have long meetings, two-hour meetings. If, if you're getting into issues that take that much time, you might need to have your weekly, or excuse me, your monthly working meeting to address those larger issues. Or you need to take a meeting offline if it takes a couple of people to hash something big out. For the whole team, 55 to 60 minutes for your weekly meeting. These two-hour weekly meetings, those are weekly meeting or working meetings. Um, Mm -hmm. We're talking about a a weekly 60-minute huddle. We talk through the first part of the agenda. You know, good news. Let's talk about people also. Let's have some collective intelligence for about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, Mm -hmm to solve one or two major issues. You don't want to have an agenda with 15 items on it, right? You're not going to get through it. Yeah. After you take the time to solve that one or two major priorities, take about 10 minutes of your meeting agenda and give that 10 minutes to people in that meeting who need to talk offline, right? So if people need to have, hey, I need to talk to you about this, give them that 10 minutes in the meeting to talk about things. If they don't need it, take that time back and end the meeting early. Mm-hmm. Before you close the meeting out, you need to do a who, a who, when, why, where, what, right? And you mm. need to document that. Who needs to do what by when? And you and you verbally go around the table. Steve, you're going to do this by this time, and you're going to get with so-and-so. Ernie, you're going to do this by this date. Cameron, you're, so you go through that. So it's clear by the end of the meeting who was assigned what, what their deadline is. That way they can't walk out. What was I supposed to do? When was that due? Um, yeah, so Dr. Cameron, let, let, yeah, let me ask this question, though. I mean, so as a leader, you're already going to know that information, or do you have the opportunity to, to, to talk to the people that are there that have specific, specific things that they know they need to get done, and you, and you ask them what, when, where? How, when, when's it going to, and, and they tell you where they're making the commitment on their own instead of you telling them when. Does that make sense? Am I making well, sense there? Well, this is as a result of the meeting that mm-hmm. we just had, who's mm-hmm. going to do what by when. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so okay. we work, let's say, for instance, we have a working priority that we all address during that collective intelligence time on the agenda. Okay. And you figure out what the issue is, or you know there's some follow-up to the work that you just did in the meeting to resolve that issue that you've been stuck on for the week. As a result of that time together, 
that's what your who or what comes from. Or if the two of you, two people meet in that 10 minutes that you give the team to have those side, those very important side conversations, they can say, hey, you know, Mary and I just talked and I'm going to do this and get this to Mary by such and such a time this afternoon or tomorrow or whatever, right? So those are the who, what's, and when's. Um, I think the thing that most people hate in these weekly meetings is just going around the table. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just show up and everybody goes around the table and talks about what they're working on. Why right? do they hate it? Why do they hate it? Um, a lot of times the information is not per- pertinent and it's just a gee whiz. Hey, this is what the IT team's working on this week, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that information should be happening in the daily huddle. Right. Okay. Okay. Which right. makes so much sense. It's like going over your agenda on a daily huddle. I, I yeah. take it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a good thing to close these meetings out on is, again, just like with the daily huddle, you're sharing the expectations and the ground rules for what a good weekly meeting looks like and how it's going to be conducted to be effective and not waste everybody's time to ensure proper cascading communication is happening and that we're talking about the priorities and the metrics that we're supposed to be talking about. And so you've set those ground rules. And so Mm -hmm. the last thing you do at the end of the meeting is you get everybody to grade the meeting. Mm. How was the meeting today? How do you grade it? There are a few different ways that you can do it. And it just depends on your team's preference. You could give it a one word or one phrase. So you could say okay. it's it sucked. Can I say okay. that on the radio? <laughs> yeah, right? sure. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. And, and then you get offline with the facilitator afterwards, and you tell them why, right? Yeah, yeah. Or you could give it like a on a scale of one to ten, one being a, a bad meeting, ten being a great meeting. You could just have everybody give a number. But there are a number of ways. You, but you want to grade the meeting because you want to know if it was a bad meeting or a good meeting. So you can of fix course. it so people don't pull their hair out because they have to go to a bad meeting every week. Okay. Which so makes I've, so much sense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm just, just a good meeting. Let's talk about a good meeting. Give me just three points that would make it a good meeting. Um, the right facilitator with the mm-hmm. right agenda and mm-hmm. you're working on the right things in the meeting. All right. So there it goes right back to the review, right? What we yeah. talked about earlier. Let me run through that agenda again. Start off with something good, five minutes. Talk, share information that people need to know about people, like people moves and whatnot throughout the organization. Who left? Who's new to the team? Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you're talking about your metrics. Everybody has a number. You talk about it in the daily huddle, and you talk about your metrics in the meeting. But it's you report your metric. If there's an issue that's been drumming up throughout the week, you use collective intelligence of everybody there to solve that issue for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Next thing on the agenda is you give the people who need to have those side conversations 10 minutes to have those side conversations so they're not talking during the meeting. Got it. You do your who, what, when, where, why, how, like close up the meeting. Basically, nobody walks away without clear expectations of what they need to do by when as a result of the meeting. And then you grade the meeting so you know how your meetings are going and you don't keep having bad meetings. Good. And Good that's stuff. just a sample agenda, right? That mm-hmm. You may need to adjust that based on your organization, your mission, your whatever, um, and and set the ground rules and the expectations for these meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody knows what a good meeting looks like. And another practice is you can take turns facilitating the meeting. Someone new can mm-hmm. facilitate the meeting each week, understanding what the expectations and the ground rules are for a good meeting, because that's, that's good coaching, right? We want all mm-hmm. of our leaders, all of our managers to understand effective meeting facilitation that's developing them as leaders as well yeah which makes sense so dr cameron how can this is amazing data this is amazing information i love 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 to apply this with my team but how can someone apply these teachings in their personal lives i know you kind of touched on this earlier do you mind giving us a few pointers on that good question question. yeah sure i mean um it it's important for us to reflect, whether you're reflecting during the daily huddle with your team or the Mm -hmm. weekly huddle with your team in our own lives, if we really wanna make progress in our own life and we wanna grow in anywhere of our life, whether it's with your faith or your fitness or any of the goals that you have for yourself, you have to pause and you have to reflect. 
And so there are different frameworks, as it were, like agendas, right? There are different frameworks that we can use to reflect on in our personal life. And so, for example, as a leader, you can use uh, John Maxwell's CLEAR model, you know, mm -hmm. C-L-E-A-R, connecting leadership, equipping attitudes and relationships. That's mm -hmm. a really great leadership reflection model that you can go through daily. You know, have a daily huddle with yourself for about 15 minutes at the end of the day. How did my day go? How did I connect with people? How did I lead? How did I equip the people on my team? How was my attitude as a leader? How am I nurturing the important relationships in my life as a leader? Mm -hmm. So that's an example. If if you're a person of faith, you know, what's your framework for a daily reflection based on your faith persuasion? And so daily reflections help us to understand what we're doing well, what we're not doing well, so we can get back on track in our personal life. And that's the same purpose of the daily huddle in business. That's it's, the same purpose of the weekly meeting in business. It's just like having a daily huddle with yourself. Yeah. And you could do the same thing at the end of the week. You know, yeah. you're you're more tactical during the week. And at the end of the week, you can have a bigger picture. How did I do, do right. overall this right. week on the ways that I'm trying to grow as a person? Oh, I love that. It's amazing. It's amazing. I love it. So, Dr. Cameron, I know you you have been on the radio show before, but I'm still going to ask this. I'm sure our listeners are interested as well. What are you currently working on? What should we expect from you? And how can people reach out to you? Sure. So I have a lot of private clients for coaching um, in a lot of different industries, business, higher education and government. Um, we have several different retainers. So folks are on retainer with us for business consulting and for private one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, that's most of our business. Uh, we just got back from a retreat. So we do retreats, um, one day, two day, three day retreats with people. Uh, for a variety of reasons and purposes for different organizations. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to reach out to us, uh, it's eremosleadership.com, and that's E-R-E-M-O-S leadership.com, eremosleadership.com. Reach out to us, and we're happy to uh, help you grow in any way we can. Wow. Love it. Love it. Thank, thank you so much, Dr. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Dr. As Dr. always, it was a joy being on the show with you. Hope we added oh. value to our listeners today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So our listeners, if you have a product, service, or rebranding that you're launching in your company, we would love to help you promote it globally. Please contact our producer, Tacey Trump at tacey.trump at voiceamerica.com for more information. And we have another quick teaser for you. And we have another person, a great comeback guest starting next week. Anupama Kinatakara, who will teach us two impactful laws from the 16 undeniable laws of communication. You don't want to miss this. This is powerful, powerful stuff. And this is written by John C. Maxwell. So tune in next Thursday. And as always, Dr. Cameron, wow. You just you just fill us with knowledge. Thank you so much for being here today. Yep. Thank you for having me. Thank you again, Dr. Cameron. And we also wanted to say thank you to all of our listeners and friends, because without you, the Leader's Edge would not be possible. We are grateful to have you here and so excited to connect with you next time. But for now, bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Leader's Edge. We hope today's episode has been educational and helpful. Until next time. Have a wonderful week.